Welcome to the Sent to Share podcast. We are a collective of simple churches bringing hope to our cities. Welcome to the Sent to Share podcast. I'm Joe Camerling- Camerlingi alongside Brent Hofen. If I could say my own name right. That's, that's so- a great opening, Joe. It is awesome. Spectacular. <laughs> um, we are just a couple of disciples uh, looking to multiply disciples where we're at and help you do the same. You know, my brain is in that space today, Brad. So <laughs> you guys are in for a treat today. It's going to go sideways in a hurry and only God can rescue it. Um, we've been on a series about finding the first person of peace, about praying before you go out amongst the lost, looking at, as we've talked so much recently, uh, when we first started through this, through the seven elements, that ongoing elements that we do. And then we kind of focused on going out amongst the lost, but we wanted to kind of narrow down of going out amongst the lost, but finding that person of peace and how to pray beforehand, how to get in the right mindset. And this week, we're going to talk a little bit more about hearing from God before we go out. And then sometimes that means we want to hear from God, but we don't want to hear from God because we don't want to actually hear what he has to say because we might know (laughs) what he has to say and not like what he has to say. Danger, (laughs) danger. What he's challenging us to do. Oh, I want you to go talk to so-and-so, or I want you to reach out to this this neighbor or this coworker, whoever it is. And it's like, it's, it's nagging at you, but we don't actually stop to listen to it. And there mm. is danger in that there's danger in talking about this. Cause it, it does bug a few people, but you know, there's danger in not listening to what God has to say. Yeah. Well, and here's the reality. If we are going to be in step with the spirit, we have to listen to what the spirit is saying. And think of the times that Jesus himself said, if you have ears, <laughs> then you should listen. And listening is is simultaneous in the New Testament for obeying, um, which is something we need to understand because in our culture, listening is listening and obeying is obeying, and they're two separate categories. So I think it's important for us to recognize that uh, when Jesus said to listen, he meant to also obey. So there's a scripture that I want to share, Joe, that I think is really... Um, powerful and helpful. And it's in the context of Jesus healing a blind and mute man and then being accused that the spirit of the devil is the one that healed him. And Jesus's response to them, first of all, which this is big perspective right here is it says, Jesus knew their thoughts dun, 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 and said to them. So if you're coming up with some excuse right now for why you are not obeying or you're not going or you're not doing what he said, just know that he doesn't, he doesn't know just what you say and what you do. He also knows what you think. So your motives are laid bare before the Lord. <laughs> so in this context, the verse I want to share is Matthew chapter 12, verse 30. And it says, whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. Now, Joe, your, your translation, the New Living Translation, put it in another way that was actually even a little bit more brutal. Yeah, not just scatters. It says anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. Wow. I don't know about you, but no, I think <laughs> it's bad enough to not be working with Jesus, but to be working against Jesus, that's, that's mm. a scary thought right there. Yeah. I think that, you know, we've been talking about prayer over the last couple um, episodes of this podcast. And one of the things that we have learned over time, because we weren't good at this at the beginning, 
is that the amount of prayer that we've invested and our ability to not just talk during prayer, but also listen and those listening skills, uh, the amount of prayer invested plus listening is kind of a make or break thing for being effective. When you go out among the lost, um, you can go out in your own strength and you can put the hard work in, you can beat the pavement, pound the doors, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, if you're not in step with the spirit and you're not listening, it's very difficult to be effective in gathering people and making disciples who make disciples. But sometimes when we pause and we say, Jesus, we just want to find, even if it's one person that you've prepared for us to find today, and we're going to spend the afternoon with them. It's always been more fruitful than the amount of people that we talk to or the amount of people that we get to pray for. And that's why I think we train our teams like, hey, if you go out and somebody welcomes you into their home and they offer you something to drink and you get to pray for them and you're spending time with them, you know, it might even turn into a meal. If you get to the end of being fully welcomed into a house and you're getting to share the good news of Christ with those people and you're praying with them, encouraging them, maybe even inviting them to start discovering God's word in their household. Um, When you leave that house, you're done for the day. You don't need it to go find more people unless God's like, no, you're not done for the day. But, but the reason I think that's important for our team is for us to recognize we got to do what God's called us to do. We got to experience it. It's not about how many doors we knocked on or how many hours we put in. It's about obedience and listening to the spirit. And when we find that person and we're done with that time, it's time to celebrate. Yeah. And I, it's funny, you just put your shepherd's hat on there. I was going to put my shepherd's hat on and say uh, that, you know, sometimes in not hearing, you know, that, that we could say we don't st- take the time to stop and listen to God because sometimes, you know, it can feel harsh like Jesus said here. But it can also be encouraging as well in that way because it could be just one step. I want you to talk to this one person. And then when you do, you you have that feeling of obedience and you have the feeling that you walk away like, okay, I did what God called me to do. And sometimes you you can get in the what's next mode. And it's like, no, mm. I get to do enjoy this. I get to enjoy that I had the conversation. Here's a good example. So we did this exercise where we had stop and listen to, to God last week when we were on our, our coaching call. And I felt called. I got to reach out to this neighbor. He's been on my prayer calendar. I've been reaching out, but I'm just going to record a prayer and send it to him. Well, I haven't heard back. And that's okay. It's okay. I felt like, you know, that probably means there's probably something difficult. I've done, you know, things. But then what's interesting is, is I felt also compelled to reach out to another one, another person, and got a great response out of that. And I just felt like it was almost like the, I did the obedience. It wasn't my job to, it's not my job to respond, you know, mm-hmm. it's not my job to, to do that. But then here's this other little thing that I didn't expect a response from someone else that is super excited about a prayer. And I just thought that was cool. It was like one felt like a bigger step because it was like, okay, this person's kind of hasn't responded, but I feel like I need to do this and I'm obedient to it. And it stinks because now you're playing it through my head. Oh, did I upset that person? Did I do this? And then it's like, no, I was obedient. I reached out. I tried to say, and I'm sure it's probably nothing just knowing the, the personality of this person. They, they, and anyway, I just, it's like you play that in your head, but I think God was kind of like, oh, here's this unexpected thing too, because it wasn't, mm-hmm. it was a step of obedience too, to, to reach out to this other person. But anyway, I just, sometimes when we stop and listen, it gives us more peace, 
even when it's something difficult that we may have to do in reaching out to someone, talking to someone we're not comfortable talking to, or um, putting ourselves in a situation that God's calling us to to put ourselves in. So I think that happens as well. And there's there's a lot of joy in that. Yeah. I think the beauty of this journey that you, we have with Jesus, it's it really is about intimacy. You know, if if we know that we're going out with a group of people to to share hope with people and to pray with people and to look for persons of peace, and let's say we're going on Saturday and we haven't spent any time in the presence of the Lord seeking first the kingdom of God, like it's going to be very difficult to be like, okay, I ignored you all week and now I'm going out and I'm desperate for you to speak to me, Lord. Uh, I think this whole walk of intimacy with Jesus is so important because sometimes it's, it's not what we want. It's what God wants. Well, all the time it's what God wants, but I think we get this expectation. This is what it's going to be like. Um, this is what I'm expecting. This is what a win is. And then when you begin to listen to Jesus, Jesus is like, actually, this is what a win is. And sometimes it's a lot simpler than what we paint in our mind or in our head. And I think that, I, you know, one thing that I can just encourage everybody to do, because I've made this mistake so many times, is I've tried to manufacture results. Even through prayer, I kind of put the words into God's, you know, um, you know, into my mindset, but I make myself believe that it's God's, it's what God wants, you know, I'm sure of it. And then, and then you get out there and you start living under an expectation that builds pressure because it's still man-made. And I think it's so important to just get in, get in the presence of the Lord, learn the father's heart, learn what, what he's passionate about you know, ask and it will be given to you, seeking you a fine knock and the door will be open. And I think when you are in that presence of the Lord and you're spending time asking, spend, spending time knocking, God's going to speak to you. He's going to reveal his will to you. And I think when you get in tune with that voice, then when you're out there on the street and you're searching for those people who are open to the things of God, that same voice that speaks to you in those moments in his presence is going to be so crystal clear to you in those moments when you need him the most. Yeah. Hey man. I, Cause I think of that too, is like you to have out the buildup in your mind or you think like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta do this and I do this. I've heard stories even before or understood fully what discipleship making is of just obedience. When you go somewhere, you think something's going to happen, right? I've heard people, you know, I was financially and I went out and I was looking for a fish that had some, you know, money in its mouth. It's like, but you know, sometimes it didn't happen the way I thought. I so say, I went out there and I was just ready to pray for people or ready to meet people. And I thought God was going to show up and it didn't. But then on the way back or I got home and I realized I, I just someone who reached out to me and needed mm. it. And so it's like, it didn't happen, you know, and, and God still, I was being obedient. I was out there where he wanted me to be, but I thought that the thing was going to happen wherever I was going. And sometimes that not ends up not being the case. Yeah. I think too, this is so important. This is why we, it's powerful to do this in teams of people, or at least with another person. But I'll tell you to do it with a team of people, if it's four people, six people, whatever, like, you know, a few Saturdays we were out with 13 people. The beauty of that is that if you are celebrating what God's doing, then even if you with the person that you're walking with don't get to experience something that's radical, somebody else probably did. 
somebody else probably had a story. And when you're doing this unified as a team, you get to celebrate. And I would challenge everybody to celebrate other people's stories. Even if you, if you hear it on a podcast, if you hear it on a, a Zoom call, if you hear it on a, a blog or whatever, I, I dare you and challenge you to celebrate it as if it is your own because it is your own. It, it's a radical concept that I think God's changed in me in that if we can truly say God's added to our number daily, those who are being saved, that's not hard to say that if we are unified and your brothers and sisters in Christ are really on the same team and we're only building one kingdom. It's easy to say we're adding to our number daily, those who are being saved. I mean, what what were your thoughts on that, Joe, when it comes to like, you, you go out with a team of people and get to celebrate it or on our coaching calls on Wednesday, getting to hear other people's stories. To me, it just motivates me to keep going. It does because there's a, there's a struggle. And then the, the, I think the enemy can, can play and come into play here. Just maybe not even right now, but like in the past of putting thoughts in your head of what success of cultural things of success, instead of this idea of that, Oh, I heard that person's story. That's awesome. Instead of like, well, I need to generate my own story. It's like, sometimes it motivates me to go like, no, I'm just going to keep going out because something like that's going to happen. Or you can play into it because it's difficult. I may have, you know, for me, I, I focus on a couple avenues right now. I have my neighborhood and getting to know my neighbors and hoping and finding in that way, the person of peace. But I also have the ministry in the prisons and one you know, obviously it takes off. There's like this one guy and now there's three groups. I think there's two groups now based off of it. And there's this awesome growth, but it's almost like this, well, you don't get credit for that. Right. Because, and it's like it, it, in, in your mind, listen, I'm not seeking the credit, but if you get into that mindset, it could be really easy of like, well, wait a second here. I was just being obedient. This, this led to this and this person contacted me and now I'm contacted. It's like, what does anything that have to do with anything that's cool that this is going on and I haven't met a single person and I'm hearing these, you know, these groups and I'm hearing this, you know, some of the testimonies from it. It's like, just celebrate that, that that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. and Awesome. And if you get out of, if you're stuck in the mindset of, well, is it credit? Do I get to share this story? Does this count? Then you're, you've wandered way off to me what the path is and what we're trying to, trying to do yeah. and hear from God about. And I've said it many times, but I think that it's worth saying again, we really honestly need to check our hearts on a regular basis to make sure that we're not building our own castle in God's kingdom because he doesn't need our many kingdoms within his kingdom. He just asked us to build his kingdom. And uh, I think this is something we'll wrestle with till the end of time because we're human beings and we've got flesh on us. But if we are honest with ourselves and we are willing to confess and to repent and to walk in humility, then we will recognize that we cannot be building our own kingdom within his kingdom. And I want to throw this out too, because it just came to my mind. It's like when we stop and we listen to God beforehand, it could be somewhere where say we're out with our kids or something, you know, and yeah, we want to be always doing what God calls us to do, but sometimes paying attention to them has led me to a spiritual conversation, an unexpected one, instead of like, I got to go out because I'm going out. I always got to be, you know, Jesus got to be with me and I got to be a disciple maker and I got to have this and this and this. And it's like, no, sometimes just paying attention to them as being obedient 
leads me to having this conversation. And then, yes, when I'm in that conversation, I want to be obedient and, and open to the things that God's doing. But all I'm doing is being a dad in that moment. Mm. You know, or all I'm doing sometimes is walking my dog and it leads to something. Is there certain times? Yes, where I'm focused like, okay, I want to go. This is a place I've been called to serve and I have that mindset. But when I'm stopping to listen to God, sometimes I'm just like, hey, okay, I should do this. I should go and take them. Let's go do this thing together or whatever it is. And as long as I'm patient and listening to God, sometimes again, it, it creates an unexpected awesome moment instead of trying to always think about like, oh, Turn on the DMM. Okay, which 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 uh, um, one of the seven steps, or like you know what you get right. into that. Then I get into program mode of like, wait, hold on, let me get go through the script here. What script am I on? Question with this person. Which training was that? Or you know which all was that? It's like no, it just being with God and I'm doing a thing. Sometimes I'm yeah. it's, as a husband. Sometimes this is a father. Sometimes it's as a. And that just reminds me that it is about the rhythms. It's about mm -hmm. the habits that we're building in our life. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense to be an incredible person of going out among the lost and putting hours and hours in among the lost. If you've got no Sabbath, it doesn't make any sense to, you know, see all these groups start and be able to say, Oh, I have all these groups started and all these things. If your marriage is a wreck, you know, like God, God cares about the whole of who we are and he wants us to be whole. You know, he came so that we could experience life to the full. And I think we need to recognize that no matter what role you're playing in ministry, God cares about all of you. And he is capable, more than capable, of doing something incredible in disciple making through your marriage, through your parenting, through any area of your life. Is he really the Lord of those areas is the big question. Because uh, if he's the Lord of those areas, then he's also the Lord when you're out among the lost and he's the Lord when you're at the grocery store and he's the Lord when you're at the gym or at the doctor's office or wherever you are. And we should not underestimate that the best way to make disciples is to actually allow the Lord to be the Lord of your life. Yeah. Amen. And it's, and that's the thing. And that's why we talk about this. There's just different avenues. We're talking about prayer and listening to God and being out and then we want to make it more effective if you are, you know, whether it's a push week or you're like, hey, this Saturday we're going to this apartment complex or whatever it is. Okay, then, yes, your focus and your prayer life is focused on that. But the way we see this happening and we see it time and time again and hear stories of happening is just by being that person all the time. But being that person all the time isn't mean. I'm focused on all these things and I'm thinking about them even as I'm eating. And I'm like, no, it's just like you're having a meal. And the more you think about that, even if you have a neighbor over and you're not like, this is my time among sloth. Let me wrap that up. You know, how long, have I, how, long have I, how long have I been here? Okay. Can you guys stay for dessert? Cause I need to get my card punched um, or going on amongst. It's like, no, you're just having them over. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's your mindset. Yes. That's where you've been praying, but you're listening to God and then things open up. Then the conversations yeah. happen and just open up. So yeah, I just, that, it's so important. I think this would be my challenge, you know, in today's um, podcast episode. If you've been a Christian for a very long time, I'm not even going to put a time frame on that. You can determine whether you've been a Christian for a very long time. Can you look around and say that you've honestly gathered for Jesus? Because if we're not gathering, we're scattering. And I think a great mark of that we've gathered is that you know who you've discipled and they've become a disciple and a, 
by definition, a disciple is somebody who has made a disciple. So when you look at the person that you discipled, have they also made a disciple? And, you know, I think some good clarity in this is that um, there are aspects of discipleship, right? So we can say, oh yeah, I encouraged them. I did a Bible study with them. They came to my Bible study, but it's about obedience. That's what this whole, you know, a huge percentage of this entire podcast is about obedience. Um, are they obeying and doing what Jesus commanded us to do and making disciples who make disciples? Now, you know the answer to that. We can justify till we're blue in the face we're making disciples or we're not making disciples, but I just remind you that Jesus knows your thoughts. Just, just yeah. <laughs> no matter what you do today, Jesus knows your thoughts. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I think that's a good way to, to close with that challenge. If, if just look, if you're new to this, rather than saying like, well, within the next year, I want this and I want this. Okay. That's great. I'm not, I'm not, there's nothing against that, but I mean, it, when it comes to it, just look back and go, okay, what was I doing before? And was I scattering? Was I gathering? And then just make the statement that I want to be gathering now as I go forward. So I'm going to do things that lead towards gathering or leads towards not working against Jesus, working with him, not against him. If you, mm -hmm. you know, that terminology. So I'm just going to make decisions that are based upon that. And I'm going to stop and listen to God on what that means for my life. And then you'll worry about timelines or how many persons of peace or how, you know, how many spiritual conversations we've got out amongst the lost. All that stuff is great to measure. All that stuff's great to celebrate, but start with saying, this is who I'm going to be now. I'm going to be obedient to the scripture now. Amen. And if you, if you walk in obedience, God will take care of the rest. Yep. So we'll close with that and we're going to continue on this series, but uh, thank you for joining us for this journey. And again, if you have any stories, stuff of you hearing from God or being out and, and, and uh, amongst the lost and, and hearing something and having a, a cool story, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to share it on this podcast. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Sent to Share podcast. Our goal is to encourage you to live a Sent to Share life with an aim to make disciples who make disciples where simple churches emerge. If you have questions about what it means to be Sent to Share, making disciples who make disciples that lead to movement and the birth of a collective of simple churches in your city, we would love to connect with you. You can find out more at SentToShare.com.